Yes, hello and welcome back to the ME7 podcast. The Jules are at home again tomorrow for the second time in a week, looking to extend that lead at the top of the table. Tonight, we will look at all things Jules, as the news throughout the week as Ollie Hawkins steps up his return from rehab and, for Owen's sake, so is Lewis Walker. Lewis Walker has also been on the grass this week, much to Owen's delight. On that note, Owen, you must be absolutely buzzing. How are you? Yeah, really good. Obviously, it's um, we've all had some really good ups and downs so far this season. A lot of great results, top of the league, but this is obviously by far the best news we've received since the turn of uh, <laughs> the season. Um, no, jokes, jokes aside, uh, um, people think this is a character. It really isn't. Um, you'll know first hand, James, so I wouldn't leave him alone at the Player of the Year Awards, bless him. But... Um, no, it is. No, it is good to, you know, I, I will. I will be a bit more serious. I think you know, with all due respect to the rest, I do hope he comes well. Uh, comes well. Well, obviously, the return of uh, Ollie Hawkins uh, is going to be massive for us, and I'm sure we'll get into that when we talk about potential team news and things like this. But um, yeah, we still obviously do have quite a not depleted squad, but still have a few that are missing at the minute and things like that. But um, it's good that slowly, slowly but surely, we are getting. Some of those key players are back in back into the fold, specifically Ollie, of course, who's unfortunately missed um, the whole campaign so far. So having him back will be a big boost. Matt, good evening, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> um, say great news from uh, from uh, Owen's point of view about Lewis Walker coming back. Uh, but actually, no, I am actually quite pleased about that because I, I do think there is a player in there and. Look, let's get him back fit. Let's get him in the team and let's see what he can do. <laughs> there you go. You, you, you're Owen's biggest fan tonight, Matt, already. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, let's get on to, yeah, let's get on to the, the news that we've had coming this week. I know, I know it's not been much, but um, in terms of, of, of Neil Harris, um, yeah, Neil Harris said at the start of the week then, um, let's, yeah, let's go back, back to the start of the week um, that, he felt um, he he basically w- was grateful that he he was able to call on his senior players, um, and it was quite an interesting article actually that that I read on Kent Online um, near the start of the week that basically um, Lapsley had admitted that he was he was struggling after twenty five minutes. Nichols obviously felt the same and and was struggling uh, struggling. Obviously, at the end of the game, we're obviously playing only fifteen minutes, and he looked like he he wasn't he wasn't quite fit anyway. Um, I know he nearly scored at the end, but um, even even sort of jogging away, it was it was a little bit of concern. He, he was still half limping. Um, but Harris did go on to to say about the fact that he can't praise the players highly enough for for that result. Um, Lapsley got through sixty odd minutes and needed to come off after twenty five, um, and basically said. Um, look, leave me on. I'll, I'll carry on and, and get me to sixty. Um, Tom Nichols did the same, and apparently had come to come to Harris on the on the day before of the of the game and said that look, we're short. We're going to have about five subs. I've got fifteen minutes in in me. Harris ended up giving him giving him twenty five, uh, thirty five. Sorry, um, and yeah, Harris was was delighted that he plays. I mean, um. I don't want to nitpick, but is it sort of a a bit of a, a 
is it a bit of a concern that we're we're sort of looking looking at that that case and going, hang on a minute, we're having to push players through pain pain barriers already before ten games into the season. Um, well, in terms of last week, Lapsley specifically, I don't think needed to play. I don't think there was any real necessity for him to play, to be honest, especially with the injury. I didn't really understand that one at all, to be honest. When you've got Johnny Williams, who we're all crying out to play for the middle as a, as a 10, and you move him out wide in order to accommodate uh, uh, George Lapsley. I didn't really understand that at all. I thought George was quite ineffective, to be honest. I know Harry said that he thought he did really well. Maybe that's considering the, the situation, but I, I didn't think much of him last week, to be honest, nor have I for the majority of the season. But I think... In, in that sense, it wasn't really a risk that needed to be taken anyway. I think Johnny just could have gone there and we could have had Jaden on the other on the in Johnny's position on the side. But um, you know, it's 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 football. It's a season. Everyone's going to get injuries at some point. Obviously, we have had quite a few to quite a few key players so far, which is disappointing. But it's the nature of the beast. Unfortunately, it's going to happen. There's not really too much we can do about it. Thankfully, Nico was back last week. Um, maybe a bit prematurely than Neil and him he would have wanted, but. You know, needed must in that sort of situation where we needed a goal, so we had to bring him on. But I don't think it's too concerning so far. I don't think it's really panic stations yet in terms of injuries. They're going to happen, and they're going to keep on happening because it's just just the way it is. Unfortunately, you know, you know, you talk about luck. You look at how different. I know they've picked up a bit now, but how different Wrexham start might have been if Paul Mullen hadn't got injured in the US tour. It's just one of those things that happens. But you know, I'm not I'm not too worried about injuries. The good thing is we're getting the vast majority of them back now. I think after. Hawkins and um, Walker return. I think the only long-term ones are then going to be Dieng, but even he's only two weeks, uh, not two weeks or so, sorry. Um, even he's only a few weeks away now, I think, after that tackle at Grimsby. And then, you know, Dom Jeffries is more than likely going to be back soon as well. So that injury didn't seem to be as long-term as we perhaps might have thought it might have been, which is good. But, you know, we have to see. Injuries are injuries. going to happen. But, yeah, I think it's often to panic about overly currently. Matt, what's your opinion on the situation? Yeah, look, I mean, injuries are going to happen throughout the season. And, look, I mean, I, I might be in the minority here, but, yeah, I actually thought um, Lapsley played all right last week. I, I thought he was um, was OK. Uh, although, I'd, again, I've got to say, I do see the point of if you've got a player who's not playing at 100% and you have got a, a, you know, a player in Johnny Williams' capacity... Come on, let's play him here. Let's play him. But um, look, if Lapsy's back fit um, and Harris wants Lapsy in the 10 position and Johnny out wide, then look, I'm happy to go with that. Um, it'd be great to get uh, Ollie Hawkins back. Obviously, I think that's key. But look, I think Neil said it in his, in his interview. Every team in the season is going to go and get injuries at some point look, and suspensions. Let's hope we've had it now at the start of the season and we can continue strong and, and push forward. Okay. Uh, yeah, Harris went on to say about Sean, Sean Williams ended up uh, saying to him during during the Harrogate game last week, "Don't you dare take me off." Um, one of the other one of the other players that he, he got onto the um, he got into the opinion of was Macaulay Bond, and he said, "Yeah, Macaulay gave us a pres- physical presence up top, and he looked he was a real handful." But right at the end, we took him off. He looked heavy legged and tired, and we got him off at the right time. This is an interesting one about Macaulay Bond. Harris has now said that Macaulay is at a point now where he is a fit and firing and ready Macaulay Bond. 
I still personally don't feel he is. Personally, looking at the way he's been at Leighton Orient and then Ipswich, um, I personally think he's he's a mile off that that player. But Harris seems to think he's a fit and fire in Macaulay Bond. I mean, what's what's your opinion on Macaulay? Uh, Macaulay obviously didn't have a, a pre-season like everyone else. He got a club very, very late, that being us, of course, which you know some people might see as a signifier that he wasn't that you know that, that player that was gaining monumental interest from other clubs and things like that. But I thought Macaulay did really well last week. A lot of people disagreed with it. He didn't have any chances created for him. He didn't have really any support behind him in terms of making chances. But I thought he, you know, he worked really hard, won us a lot of set pieces, did his job as a striker, which is just to make life uncomfortable for centre halves and also if there's a chance he has to take it but it, you know it didn't really happen for him in that sense but regardless of that I don't really think it's it's one where we can make any judgments as of yet you know he may well continue with uh, keeping his place tomorrow which I wouldn't be against and we might see you know the start of something for him and you know it's one of those where the strikers at any level once they get one it's the start of you know most likely start of you know much better fortunes in front of goal and you know, Nico, as good as he is, he hasn't notched a league goal yet. I'm sure he'll be waiting for that one. But, you know, I think Bon is someone that's going to come good eventually. It might take a bit longer than, you know, we want. Perhaps he's going to be more frustrated than anyone about that, I'm sure. But, you know, Harris has the faith in him and I do as well. And I think there's certainly going to be reason to be optimistic with McCauley towards, you know, later on in the season. We knew it was going to take a few games for him to get up to scratch. Obviously, he's been ushered in at the start of the season in terms of minutes. He was given his first start last week. Maybe that was more to means and uh, more must than, you know, would he have started if Ashley Addison and um, Tom Nichols would have both been fit? We'll see the answer to that this weekend, I'm sure. But, yeah, I, I'm happy with McCauley so far. Once he gets that opening goal, which I'm sure he would at some point, you know, whether it is a stunner, whether it just comes off his arse or something like that, he won't care. Once you get one, that's a complete momentum shift in your mind space as a, as a forward. You know, you get one out of nowhere, you completely, you know, your confidence goes from being on the floor to up in the sky and hopefully that's that's the situation with McCauley and we, you know, all been well, we see that goal tomorrow perhaps. Yeah, Matt, what's your opinion on McCauley? Look, I really like him. I think he's, um, you know, he is a good striker and, and at, at the moment, things haven't clicked. He's had a couple of, I think, um, there was a, a chance uh, a few weeks back where he sort of flicked it towards the goal and he had a chance of going in and he had a chance last week uh, in the first half. And look, look, I think if we can create chances for him, he will get us goals. I, I generally believe it. And as I mean said, look, he's not had a pre-season. He, yeah, probably he shouldn't have started last week. Um, but obviously with, you know, so many injuries, what are you going to do? Um I, I do think this, you know, I, I do think McCauley, you know, is going to get sort of into double figures for us uh, this year. I, th- I think he, there is a, a player in there. Um, it's just taking a bit of time. And uh, as Owen said, once one goes in, I've got a feeling things are going to start clicking for him. And, and I think he'll become a regular goal scorer for us this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's an interesting one about McCauley. Um, so, yeah, let's let's move on to the... Let's move on to the, the striker that hasn't been around. Um, and this is an interesting conversation. And it's a conversation that certainly I was having with a few people sat in front of me and next to me um, last Saturday about the situation of Bolly Hawkins. And I've read a lot of comments about Ollie about big miss and 
he's exactly what we need right now and the goals are going to start flowing when Oli comes into the side. But then they're the same fans that 30 seconds late are will then have a go at Max Amor or Conor Masterson or Shadogi for lumping it 60 yards up the pitch up to Macaulay Bond. And so I'm not sure what those fans are quite expecting when Ollie comes back into the side. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one about Ollie, isn't it? How much of a difference do you think Ollie makes to us as a team? Uh, only for me, he's um, given the couple of players we have right now, he's not actually a starter in my starting 11, to be honest with you. But I think what he brings is an extra dynamic that is going to be really, really helpful when you are chasing games or even if you're defending the lead because he is, he is that big target man. He's that big, you know, central point of everything, really, when you're attacking sense. And also, if he's defending, he's there to help out with that experience as well. I think he brings a lot of, he brings the best out of a lot of other players as well, I do admit. I think George Laps has played his best football under. Well, not under um, Ollie Hawkins, he's not the manager, but with Ollie Hawkins just in front of him, I think we saw that towards in the last season. They also had that rapport at Mansfield as, as well. So I, th- I think he does bring a lot to this team to us. I think he's quite overlooked a lot of the time. And, you know, I say that I still, as I said, probably wouldn't have him in my starting eleven just because I think he's a player that's probably our best option off the bench in terms of if we are chasing, then we do need to go a bit of ball. But I don't think we need to do that from the start. But I think he's just a good presence to have. You know, if if you're chasing a game or you need to get back into a game, you look on the bench and you see someone the size of Ollie Hawkins, and you know that even if you have to create chances in ways that isn't pretty, that isn't dynamic football, and you can just be old fashioned and hoof it to the big man, maybe you can knock it down for someone or put it in himself, and you know that's what you need at times. You know, prime example being the goal against Grimsby last season. I think he came on as a substitute, rose highest in the end, and won us the game, and that, that's the difference that that type of player can make, and you, know, you can't underestimate the importance of those players and the big moments that they can bring and you know I'm sure once Oli is back he might is you know he's not going to score 10 plus goals a season because I just don't think he's that sort of player but it's what he does for other players I think that is overlooked at times and is one of his best assets I think so I'm excited to see him back I do think he'll have a positive impact not a starter for me but still someone who can have a massive impact on this dual side and will be a good addition to have back in Matt how do you feel about Ollie. First off, I've got to say, actually, I disagree with Owen uh, on something. I, I would actually want Ollie Hawkins starting with me. For me, I um, if we're going to keep playing this long ball system, which, you know, with Ollie Hawkins in is going to work, um, you know, I'd love to have somebody like uh, Nadison or, or even um, uh, Bond playing off of Hawkins when he comes back in. I just feel that... Um, the way we played last year, the way we started winning games, I know obviously it was Hawkins and Nichols, but ultimately Hawkins was, I think, really key for us uh, getting all those extra points we got last season. So for me, you know, obviously I understand the injury. I've had something similar, as I said before. Um, and, it, you know, hopefully we can get him back fit. But for me, yeah, once he is back fit up to full fitness, for me, he'd start. No, it's all about difference of opinions. That's what makes a that's that, that's what makes an interesting podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, two other names I want to bring into the equation that weren't quite mentioned about this week was Ethan Coleman and Dom Jeffries. I know they were spoken a little bit about. Obviously, Coleman is back tomorrow. Dom Jeffries is not. Dom is is good. Uh, probably another three weeks away. Um, for me, I think we 
we we badly miss Ethan Coleman and Dom Jeffries in the in, in that midfield just through energy carrying us up the pitch playing forward playing into areas that necessarily other midfield I think Sean Williams and Tim Being are brilliant at what they do at, at, at times and break the play up and, and and are very good at doing that but I think Ethan Coleman and Jeffries bring this young energetic sort of Thing, thing to this Jules team where, right, let's get us going. Let's move us forward. Let's play through the forwards. Let's play in dangerous areas. Let's really hurt teams. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I personally feel like these past few weeks where we've had bad weeks, they're the two players that we've missed the most, in my opinion. I don't know what you think. Uh, I think Coleman's probably our best midfielder, if I'm being completely honest. I think he... Offers more than Timmy and Sean. Nothing against them too. I think they're both brilliant players. But I think Coleman has been within that midfield position, that holding midfielder, if you like. He has been the standout this season. He's probably the best of the three at making that connection between the back four and bringing it into the midfield. You know, there's not many players that we have that actively go looking for a pass out from the two centre-halves with the back to goal. We're confident in the position that they can take it from the centre-half and then turn over position to get us in the front foot. And I think Ethan, somebody does that. I think he obviously has the advantage in that sense by having the better legs than someone like Sean Woodens, for example, who's, you know, 30, 37 or so. And Ethan's only early 20s, so you'd expect that. But I think he's a very tenacious midfielder, Ethan. I think he's he's someone that reminds me a bit of a young Jake Eston tied at the time. And probably a, will grows be a better player than Jake was, with all due respect to him. But I just see a, a player in there who's real asset for us. And, you know, he, he will get, you know, a lot of bookings this season because that's just the way he is and I think you can't really teach that or coach that out of someone really to be honest if they're that way inclined they just are and they wear their heart on their sleeves and I think he's someone that has brings so much dynamism in, into our team that sometimes it's a bit overlooked especially when we're defending for our lives a lot of the time and everyone's sat back a little bit but I think he's just someone who is going to bring the best out of people around him as well I think he'll give more, more license to players um in the midfield ahead of him to feel comfortable about being a bit more free. You know, I think if Johnny Williams or, you know, even George Lapsley plays in the 10, I think when they know someone like Ethan Coleman's behind him with one of Timmy and Sean, I think they'll feel, feel a bit more free to go and express themselves and maybe take more risks. Whereas, you know, when it's Timmy and Sean, you don't really have that recovery pace in that position as you would if, um, if, um, uh, Coleman was in there, which is really important. Obviously, his, his record against Colchester was. You know, questionable, but that band's over now. A bit weird that it counted as a game for the Johnson Payne's Trophy, but it didn't for the Carabao Cup game. But I suppose that's a different rule or whatever. But um, yeah, he's someone we, we missed even for those two game periods. Would we have been so empty in midfield against Grinsby? Would we have you know completely lost that midfield battle as we did uh, on that day with Coleman? And now I don't think so. Um, and I think that's been a key asset of why we've won so many games so far this season. We've managed to have control of the game a lot in midfield this season when we have won games. I think Ethan's been a major compartment of that and losing them, you see the effect it, it takes, unfortunately. But to have him back is brilliant. Um, Dom, yeah, um, probably more so that when Dom is available, it probably just give more of a chance of Johnny to play in the centre as well, which I think benefits both of them because if you have, um, you know, if you look back towards the time before uh, Jeffrey's got injured, we didn't actually have Mahoney, so that option wasn't there. And I think it would have been really beneficial to us to have a front three uh, right now of Jeffries, Williams and then Mahoney and then whoever up front and you know that can change now that Hawkins is back potentially and we go to different formation but in terms of options there's a lot of flexibility there now and um, 
Now, we all know how good Dom is. I did question at the start of the season whether he'd be good to have as a more wide player than central. I think he's shown his ball and capable of. He's got the, the legs, he's got the energy, you know. The goal against Southampton for Ashton Addison for the opener is a pure example of that. It's brilliant running from him, but he also gives us that option to have as a, a player next to Coleman as more of an advanced of the two, if you like. So I think they're, they're two very important players and we do see the difference when they're not in the team compared to when they are. And, you know, thankfully, it's it's not long-term for either of them. Well, obviously not for even because it's a record, but um, obviously not for, um, for Dom either because he's going to be back relatively soon. So I think we'll see a lot more positive uh, positive influence with um, the Jules forward line going forward just with two midfielders coming back in. It's funny as that sounds with the not forwards, but the fact that they allow so much for other players ahead of them gives good licence to the rest of the team to go and be a bit more of an attacking force. So to have Colin back tomorrow is brilliant. I think he comes straight back in for me and obviously John will be back soon as well, which is good. Yeah, this is an interesting one actually that... Um... I think where's it gone? Uh, I I did I did spot it. Someone someone tweeted it. Oh uh, yeah, um, dual stats, facts, and trivia always always brings up the the best stats. Um, and and he's uh, he's tweeted us saying uh, fully agree about about Ethan Coleman's. Uh, just just take a look look at the heat map. Um, yeah, and and obviously, um, I'm not sure what game this is from. It might be his last one actually. Um and yeah, he's sixty-six touches, forty-one accurate pass, accurate passes, which means eighty-five point four percent. One key pass, one cross, eleven long balls. Nine nine out of the eleven eleven long balls are, are accurate as well. Um, and if you just if if anyone wants to to head over to the comments underneath this podcast, they can have a look at how influential he is around the pitch and for, throughout the throughout the ninety minutes. Um, yeah, he goes and gets himself around around the whole the whole playing surface. So, um, yeah, he doesn't stay in in one place for a holding midfielder. He goes and hunts the ball, wins wins tackles, picks the ball up off centre half, like Owen said, um, and, and moves it on and, and then breaks play up for us. Matt, yeah, how we? I guess my first question is: is that how much have we missed Ethan? My second question is: how much are we missing Dom? I'm going to answer that first is how much money is Ethan Coleman going to make us uh, when he eventually gets moved <laughs> on to a higher club? Because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he he is a brilliant, brilliant player. And yes, we have really missed him. And as I, I've had a quick look at that uh, heat map myself. And as you show, he's, he gets all over the place, uh, gets all over the pitch. And actually, I think the, the combination of Williams and uh, him as a holding midfielder, it, it works so well. And I fully expect Neil Harris to go go with that those two uh, tomorrow. And yeah, I mean, I, I'd throw him straight back in the team. As for Don Jeffries, look, I, I generally believe we've missed him. Um, you know, for me, if to have um, uh, Mahoney and, and Jeffries playing on the wings, uh, I think that would be deadly going forward because I, th- I think he's a very influential player for us. He was our young player of the season last last year. I mean, again, this is a player I think that will go on to do bigger and better things. I, th- I believe he's Welsh, isn't he? So, you know, there's a chance, obviously, with the connection maybe with Johnny, he could get a shout for the Welsh team. But look, I, I generally believe that these two players, uh, Coleman and, and Jeffries, are t- are two high players. Uh, sorry, t- two highly influential players that we we need in, in and around our team. Um, you know, to to lose both of them, I think you know. You look against Grimsby. I think we 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 definitely sort of lost. Uh, um, 
sort of Ethan's pace there and, and, and holding. And look, with Dom again, I just think getting him back in the squad is going to be so key for us. So I think uh, he's such a fan favourite player. Um, and I generally believe that, say, those two players eventually, once their dual careers come to an end, are going to move on to bigger and better things. And we're lucky that we get to see them at the start of their careers. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, Harris had his, um, had his press conference this afternoon. Um, which is always an interesting one to see, to see what uh, the, the boss has to say. Um, yeah, Neil, Neil said in in, in terms of um, yeah, I think it, in front of the camera said I think it's difficult to play against our shape. At Grimsby, we gave away two poor goals, and at the moment we we need to be solid at the back. Tim Deing is a is out for around another four to five weeks. Uh, we need to, we need to do more to get fans off the bones. We know that we're trying to dominate the ball a bit more. More control is important. We need to make sure we find a balance. I mean, this is an interesting one because obviously we've got individuals behind us as such that any time um, we're we're not playing how people think we should be playing, it seems to be Neil Harris's fault. I did notice on Saturday afternoon, and I, I don't know if you noticed, that when the crowd's starting to unsettle, Neil Harris isn't sat there with, with, with just watching or stood there with his arms folded, not doing anything. Harris, with 20 minutes to go, was literally pretty much running down the touchline, trying to push the team forward himself. And yet some individuals behind us are trying to tell him that he's not doing anything. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a frustrating one, isn't it? Because Harris knows that we need to play more on the front foot. We need to, we know that we need to play on the front foot, more on the front foot. So who does it lie with? Um, it's hard to say it lies with. Last week, for example, we were missing a lot of players who would have made a big, big impact on how we uh, played, but... You know, at the same time, I would have potentially, if we had had known that Nichols was going to be on the bench, I probably would have started Nichols, um, not Nichols, I would have started Nadison alongside Bond. Just because the only reason I said I'd start just Bond on his own last week or, or Nadison rather is because I was under the assumption that Nichols wasn't going to make it. So we'd only have one striker on the bench. You obviously don't want to start both of them when you haven't got a substitution lined up. And I think considering we did have that, I think maybe I would advise to see there's going to be a bit more attacking line up. I need to see Johnny Williams playing a 10. I keep saying it, but he's... I think he's just completely wasted out wide. I really don't get it putting him there. He's just so much better in the 10. I think he's seen that throughout his career. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it frustrates him as well, not being able to play there. But, you know, it is what it is. Jaden could easily have come into that spot to make us a bit more dynamic. Um, I don't think we weren't trying to get forward last week. I think it, it just wasn't coming off. And I think you, you have to say that in at times in that second half, it did just seem like it was... You know, more hope than anything else. There wasn't really an expectation for me that we were going to get the goal. Obviously, I was very relieved that we did in the end, but you know, it wasn't a, a goal that came from you know a really good piece of play or anything like that. It was just a bit of a scramble in the box from a set piece, and we managed to get the the rubber to green on the occasion. But we do obviously have to be more dynamic. We have to be braver. I've said this before because you know, as good as it is winning every game one, no, it's not going to happen forever. And you know, we have to show a bit more about us because if teams start to work us out and you know start to figure out how we defend ideally and things like that and try and get the best of us from that point of view, then we're going to be going to win games by scoring two goals and we've not shown we're capable of that so far, which is obviously a massive concern. And 
I, I do think at some point we are going to score more than two goals. Hopefully, that, that sounds stupidly ambitious, but it's the case of where we are at the minute. And you know, look, as long as we're winning games, I don't care how we do it or what the score is. But at the same time, it, we, we do have to be more brave. We do have to be more dynamic. And I know we didn't exactly, you know, sit back or anything like that last week. We did go for it, but at the same time, we never really looked like we were going to carve Harrogate open at any point, other than the the one time that we did. And again, that was. You know what it was, not a great piece of play and it just fell to us. So I'd like to see us just go into a game, dominate possession as much as we can, make the make the opposition sit back for as long as we can, which we did do for periods last last week, but do it with a sense of knowing that a chance is coming and we have the players that are able to create opportunities and things like that. I, I, obviously, Neil doesn't want to win every game 1-0. No, he won't care that we win, win the game as long as we do, but he does want to see more goals. He's not... Pelsey telling, telling people to go out there, score one, and sit back for the rest of the game. Because I don't think we do that too much. Although I do think we have been guilty of it on occasion this season. I just, yeah, it is still early days, and we are top of the league. And I'm glad we're having this discussion whilst we're top of the league, rather than you know being 14th for something like that and wondering about it. But I do still think this this team isn't really out of first gear yet, which is in one term quite exciting because there's obviously more to come. But on the other hand, it's also like we need to see it soon because you know you can't go for a whole league season winning every game 1-0 and then dropping points here and there because it isn't going to work long term so I do want to see more in that sense Yep fair enough Owen Matt how do you feel about that situation? Well uh, I think the first glaring thing we've got to think about that everyone sort of you know seems to forget is last week it was what 34-35 degrees Players are trying to run and give their all for 90 minutes in that heat. I mean, there's going to be times when they're going to be passing the ball and walking. And of course, Neil wants us to get forward and score more goals. Of course, he doesn't want us to be going through the whole season winning 1-0. My biggest issue is, though, we've got, like you said, James, we've got got really fickle fans, I think. You know, we've got fans who, who will one minute be shouting, moaning that we're playing the long ball. And then two minutes later, when we're playing sort of the tiki taka, trying to find space, they're moaning that we're not getting forward enough or when we're not finding the space. Well, look, this is League Two football. These players are in League Two for a reason. We, Gillingham Football Club, are in League Two for a reason. We are not a Premier League football club. We don't have internationals who are constantly playing for us. So... Look, I think at the end of the day, you've got to give the team, I, I, I think, a bit of a break, especially for last week, because last week it was absolutely ridiculous. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I went through two bottles of water in the first half uh, alone. Those players got literally two minutes to have a quick drinks break. And they're trying to give their all playing in that kind of heat. Look, I, I, I understand that, you know, fans can have their opinion and... Look, yeah, you pay your money, you turn up, you feel like you can say whatever you want in the stands. But look, at the end of the day, they're human beings playing football. They're playing in ridiculous heat. Give them a break. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, mate. Um, Yeah, let's move on to um, yeah, uh, Morecambe this weekend. It's Morecambe. Morecambe this weekend. Um, and the, and the return of Disco Dave, um, even though he's, I don't think he's been playing. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, more can more, more can come to the pre-sealed then. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess we'll start with we'll start with you then. Um, yeah, obviously, second second home game in a week, looking to extend. Um, 
like yeah, I'll lead I'll lead at the top. Um yeah, how how can you see this one potentially planning out? Maybe we've got to score more than one goal at some point, surely. Um <laughs> Morecambe don't travel well whatsoever really really poor away record quite a good home record in fairness to them um, very very young side their front three are all 19 years old um, they got a, a striker called Mellon who's a son of Mickey Mellon Mickey Mellon sorry former um, Tranmere manager and he's got I think four goals so far this season so it's a good start for him at a young age and yeah there's with respect to them again they're not a team that I'm, I'm fearful of coming down here but you do have to respect them. Obviously, they've got wins at home at the Globe Arena against uh, Bradford by three goals to nil and then Salford by a goal to nil. But again, that's their home form in comparison to their away form. And their away form really isn't pretty reading with their last defeat coming at, uh, at Harrogate, who we beat last week. So, you know, for me, it's one way we need to go into looking to win. Obviously, we need to actually get the win like last week, but hopefully a bit more convincing. I don't think we should have anything to fear. I think, you know, we're top of the league. They're going to come here probably for a point, which, you know, no problem with that. All all power to them. They're more than uh, more than able to, to come and do that if they wish. And um, yeah, that's what we've got to make sure we're ready for. You know, a team that are probably going to sit back and try and hit us on a counter-attack, which is going to be dangerous with a lot of youthful players. There'll be a lot of legs in that Morecambe side to potentially attack us on a counter. And we we'll have to do our best to, to match that when it happens. But again, it, it represents another good opportunity for three points. Um, you know, if we can win again which obviously keep us top regardless of other results but if we can do it with a bit of style a couple of goals would be nice and you know just give everyone that lift because I think even when we're winning there will still be people who are disappointed that we're only winning by one goal to nil and you know saying it's not you know what they want to see that I, I, I've been on here you know just now and said that I want to see us score more goals but I'm not going to knock a win regardless of whether it happens whether it's one nil whether it's ten nil all I care about is is getting and getting three points regardless of how it happens and you know, but I, I do just think there has got to be a time at some point where, you know, we do get more than the one goal. It's going to be hot tomorrow, but not as hot, not anywhere near as hot as last week. Start to be a positive. And, you know, I just think if we can get a goal early on, I'm basically repeating my speech from last week, really. But if we can get a goal, you know, early doors, set them back. You know, if we get an early goal, that like basically tears up their game plan of wanting to sit back. That means they're going to have to come, come out at some point and they just put on a performance that, that signifies that we are capable of scoring goals going forward. And we are as good at going forward as we are defensively and if we do that get a convincing result everyone will go home and they'll think well we can do it then and that'll just give a massive morale boost for everyone not just for the the uh, the fans thinking that I'm sure the players will be thinking as well if it does come to pass and they'll realise that they are capable of, of going forward and scoring goals and that's just what they need to remember because they, they know they are capable of it for one reason or not it's not coming off consistently at the minute but as I said it will, it will have to do so at some point something's got to give and yeah, I'm not really in any worries about the result. I think we will win. Um, you know, famous last words and everything, but I think they've got an exciting young team, uh, Morecambe, but it is a young team and I think they're going to be one of those who probably their 14th at the minute. I think they're probably going to finish around that anyway. Um, they won't have any ambitions. Well, they have ambitions of promotion, obviously, because everyone does, regardless of you know how well off they are or how high in the sky their ambitions might be. But I think they're probably looking at Probably a similar season to ourselves and Doncaster last year, a bit of consolidation and seeing if they can fix something up during the summer because this summer was really turbulent with them, obviously, with the um, losing a lot of their players because they weren't being, being able to pay them and things like that, I believe it was. And you know, it's a bit of a new look squad in some sense. So it'd be exciting to see some of their young players from their point of view, I'm sure. But I don't think it's a, it's a team coming here that we should fear and we should 
have many many trepidation or, or worries over us. I think we will win. I think we will win comfortably for a change. And yeah, I think I think it'll be a positive afternoon. I've got a good feeling. Cool. That was like a motivational speech, and I was sat in a dressing room waiting to go out onto Priestfield. I thought that was very. You've done that before. Um, you already have done that before. I've, I've, I've already done one of them for you. You have. That's true. That's true. That's true. And yeah, well, look what happened. Oh, I assisted and you scored, so it works. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt, how how are you feeling ahead of ahead of tomorrow? I mean, come on, do you have to ask? Of yeah. course, I'm optimistic. Um, I'm, I'm always positive the day before a duels match and, and walking towards the ground. It's obviously, it's when we start that uh, the optimism sometimes fades. Uh, but look, tomorrow, I, I do I do generally believe, I, I think we've got to go at them. I think that's that's the key thing. We Last week, obviously, we, we did have a go in the first half and I, I thought we played pretty well. Um, and, I, and, I, and again, I think this week... We're playing a team that are low on confidence, playing away from home. And to quote what the Raynham inducing, attack, attack, attack. Honestly, I just think if we can go at them, as Owen said, look, they're a young squad. Um, Try and get an early goal, uh, but then don't sit back. Just keep going at them because, look, we're all right. We've said this, you know, we're not going to go through the whole season winning games 1-0. We, are, I believe, at some point this year, we are going to absolutely, you know, tear a team apart. Look, it could be this weekend. Okay, on that, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, um, yeah. I mean, we'll come to you about team news then. Um, what team? What team would you go with for tomorrow? Uh, quite a simple one for me. This. Um... Not really much detail to go into, to be honest. Um, I think it's not too far off last week, really. Um, Turner and goal, uh, Che, Chad, Connor, um, Scott. Then a midfield two of Williams and Coleman. Uh, Clark from the left, Mahoney from the right, Williams in the middle, Tom Nichols um, up front, which actually, saying it out loud, is quite a lot different to last week. But, yeah, I think Nadison and Bomb been on the bench because there's good options. Um yeah, I think I would start Addison with with Tom, but I think that I, the formation's really good for us in a minute. I think that would have to mean putting Williams out on the left, which basically means don't play him at all. So I, I don't think that's worth it, and it gives us good options off the bench as well, which is really important. Okay, Matt, what about you? What do you go with team wise? So uh, yeah, I'd be going with uh, Jake Turner in goal, uh, back four Shay, Shad, uh, Connor, and Scott Malone, uh, Sean Williams, and Ethan Coleman. Uh, for me, I'd be uh, wanting to go with um, well, I'd go with Bon up top uh, on his own. I'd go with um, Clark on the right, uh, Lapsley in the middle, and Mahoney on uh, so uh, on the right. So Mahoney on the right and uh, Clark on the left. Sorry, with. Uh, Lapsley in the middle, uh, and then yeah, Bon up top on his own. Okay, okay, okay. All right, just to round it off, then uh, let's get your score predictions, boys. Um, I mean, what's your score prediction for tomorrow? Uh, two nil goals from Scott Malone and Macaulay Bon opening his account off the bench. Okay, Matt, what are you going to go with? Okay, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go three nil. I'm going to go with Macaulay Bond to score two. And I'm going to go with Nadison to come off the bench and score. Okay. 
All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll fancy a 2 0. I'll go 2 0. I'll go. Um, I'm thinking to score. I think Mahoney will get, his... get one. Uh, I think Bomb. Bomb might open his account tomorrow. So I'm going to go soon now. Uh, just reading out the comments then that we've got uh, from the Jules fans. Um, spot on about Harris and the fans. He literally screamed at the players to move the ball uh, move the ball quicker, but he turned back, in, but Oggy turned back inside and passed it across Moss. And we all saw that and the fans moaned about Harris. Mark Morgan said Harris looked like he was having a heart attack when the players weren't going forward and passing backwards. Uh, David Neer also said, uh, Matt is spot on about Bomb. No preseason, massive is massive for him and we won't see the best of him until the second half of the season uh, Hawkins also brings out the best um, out of the rat players around him Nichols thrived under him last season and has to start with Nichols for me okay uh, yeah we'll be back tomorrow night with our post-match uh, review and, and let's hope we're uh, we're reviewing another Jules win as the Jules are back at Priestfield um, and can they secure uh, a win with more than one goal let's hope so um, thank you all for listening and uh, and and have a good evening. Goodbye. Up the jewels. <laughs>